Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Ben Roy. Hello there. Ben Roy, my friend, Mr. Jim Ryan, Mr. Contradictory Ryan, as I'll start referring to him, um, is out there talking about the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 4 and uh, the state of exclusives across the next couple of years and pretty much just walking back stuff that he said as of one month ago and back in May as well. Um, so the most recent thing came from an, an interview with GameIndustry.biz uh, where he's talking about the reality of just how many people are still playing on PlayStation 4 and that over 100 million people obviously still have PlayStation 4s and you know that's the user base as it is. Um, and Ryan said uh, in regards to the future of titles releasing on both systems. Um, obviously, our eyes and our horizons have lifted with regards to what's possible with that PlayStation 4 community based on what we've observed over the last six months. Um, that can be quite powerful because in 2021, 2022, that PS4 community that we've spoken about, they will be the vast majority of people on PlayStations during that time. It's crucial that we keep them engaged and happy, and the last six months have demonstrated that we could do that to an extent that we didn't think was possible when we were setting our minds pre-COVID. Um, that's a hell of a thing in itself, but it directly contradicts what he said back in May about the whole, you know, Sony believe in generations. They want to make a point of stepping into the next cycle of consoles. And also, like I said, it contradicts what happened in October just last month, um, where he said that, well, he didn't doesn't necessarily contradict what he says, but in October last month, he said that the PS5 will outsell the PS4 and it was all guns blazing, all next generation. But now it kind of feels like they're playing catch up to Xbox. Yeah, it just feels like uh, he said some things and then someone plugs the algorithm into him and they go, ah, Jim, say this, actually, no, tweak the, tweak the dolls here. It just, it seems reactionary and, and also mm. like they're kind of doing what Xbox are doing all along, the whole sort of like, actually, no, we've realised that there are, there's a, like, we, we actually don't know the sales figures for Xbox for like, what was it, 100 years now, but there's like mm. 100 million PS4s and they don't want to just leave them all in the dirt because they realise that their software will just bang and sell so much if they put it there like if you're mm -hmm. putting say like a horizon forbidden is it forbidden wests forbidden West, uh, yeah. just on ps5 you're literally throwing away what how a lot of money 10 10 million sales something like that mm -hmm. something crazy like it just it makes sense logistically like, it, it might upset people that are investing early like a lot of us are in these new sort of uh 500 like pound machines or whatever however what you go for the disc or the disc list but yeah mm -hmm. it, it, at the end of the day it just makes like total business sense like mm -hmm. i when i hark into like say the only one the only game i can think of that is true next gen yeah and i only because they can't get it to work on 
current gen is Resident Evil 8, and that's literally mm. down to Capcom not being able to do it yet. But I'm pretty right. sure as time goes on, that will also probably just come to PS4 and Xbox. Because uh, they haven't well. like Capcom haven't outlined they, they, that's the whole behind the scenes thing, the yeah. rumors and stuff that they can't get it to work on PS4 and Xbox One. But Capcom haven't confirmed that it won't be coming to those systems yet. They're so trying. like you said, yeah. yeah, they're still trying, and that'll be happening. As, like you said though, as far as like genuine next gen titles that fundamentally can't work on current gen hardware, there's only really Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart because it's fundamentally built with the SSD in mind. Yeah. Um, and on the Xbox side, they're not doing any platform exclusives for a few years. Um, it's just kind of interesting seeing how Sony have pivoted so much because. I think if you're going to ask people to invest half a thousand, half a grand on a new system, um, for me, and it's maybe just because, you know, that's the way that we've been steeped in this sort of tradition over the years. You, you buy a new system, you get games that only work on that system. Um, I kind of want that because I'm spending the money on it. Um, but at the same time, like you said, it just makes sheer business sense that they, you know, keep people entertained. Um, and in regards to, you know, the way we're going to title this video, does this mean that God of War 2, the sort of one of their biggest flagship titles, is actually available on PS4 as well? I think so. I think really, like, if you if you look at unless it's doing something like Ratchet and Clank, unless like when you go through uh, the the gates later on in God of War, unless you can do that, say like summoning it by your accent, going through mm. literally like a Ratchet and Clank, I can't see them not being able to get around it by hide and load or you know walking through a crevice or something like mm. that. Like if you think about God of War twenty eighteen, like it's a phenomenal game it's like one of the best games of the generation but is there anything technically that you could see the next one doing that like ps4 couldn't do i think it's it is literally the load time stuff um yeah. because like i it's annoying because right now at time of recording i can't talk about the specifics that would help me <laughs> so bolster my point based on being hands-on with the ps5 but um if i pivot that across as um like you know looking at the way that sort of games have been put together on like both systems like the ps5 the xbox series x looking at the footage that's out there like there's not that much stuff that like you said doesn't feel like it could be scaled down again i think it would rely a lot on load times um you know and even like it, it's it's that whole thing where unless you're designing something from the ground up that has to be built with you know instant load times in mind like for in a gameplay sense like ratchet and clank's bringing in all these different assets from different dimensions and stuff like that then there's no real reason why they couldn't scale stuff down i think the switch kind of proved that you can take any triple a game and just you know de-res the textures you know doom or the witcher or whatever and just make it work on older gen hardware but i kind of wonder how much that affects the like the cell like you know are you is the average person as interested in buying new hardware if they can just stick with what they have and just keep playing I think they are. I think people like new things, and I think mm. this is the this is the signal signify that the end of the traditional uh, generation they're done. It's, it's game right. over now. Like we are now <laughs> in the full on smartphone sort of like. Whereas you've got a PS4 Pro and I didn't, mm. so I've got just the older sort of like coal powered machine. But I can't when I get <laughs> my PS5. It it's just the only difference is that it's just going to be like slightly faster than your PS4 at this point with the or with the SSD. With of course the SSD mm -hmm. is the major point. You mean for probably, the PS5 with the SSD? Yeah, oh. and like when you get say like two years in, we might see games that aren't going to jump back as much. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, no one's probably going to be designing towards that for quite some time, mm -hmm. other than what we've seen with Ratchet and Clank, because they want to target the widest swath of people. They want as much of the money as they can get in there. Like it's just mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's this is an art form, but this is also this is also business, and they also want the money, sort of thing. That's another thing on the art side as well, is you want people to see the thing you've made, as many yeah. people as possible, depending on what they're building. But yeah, unless you fundamentally build something that needed the new tech, there's there's no business reality, there's no business reason why you would prioritize a single platform unless Sony do an Avengers and come in and just sort of swing in with a bucket load of cash and go, and you've like, got to stick with us. 
with PC as well. Like like all these games, the, the, all these games run on PC. There's no PC to remember. Like like mm. they, they've just everything seems to have always. It just catches up the newest. Like the only thing boundaries there is like RAM and like I'm really boring this down. Like graphics cards <laughs> and things like that. But uh-huh. like at the end of the day, we're just now switching those components out in the hardware, and it seems like they're all going to be sort of like the similar architecture going forward. And like mm-hmm. the only things like. We spoke about this. Uh, I spoke this with uh, Josh and you in on a podcast like the other week. Like the only reason we don't have the PlayStation Free stuff on PS4 is because they they the cell processor is just one of the worst things they've done, and they can't get that, that sort of thing to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you can't even download those games via now. You have to play them off basically a PS3 in Jim Ryan's basement somewhere, sort of thing. Like, <laughs> and I just I think that's going to be the case for all time unless they remake those games. Like, mm. I, again, like seeing as I think we probably will have God of War two if it comes out next is next year apparently next year. If it's it meant to be out, next year, yeah. Yeah, then I think it's going to be on PS4, or we're going to get a version of it on PS4. At least. I'm just the whole like. Changing of the guard in regards, you know, the way that Microsoft approached the next generation, where they, you know, would be super respectful of, of whatever hardware you've bought so far. If you bought into the half-step systems, the One S, the One X, then we're going to respect that. And even if you were going to buy Halo Infinite, it'll work on whatever system you have at the time, um, which is a great, that's a great uh, consumer-focused mentality. And Sony came out just being like, ah, whatever, you know, that stuff doesn't matter, being way more traditionalist about it and just being like, well, a new system means new games and means they aren't going to be forwards compatible, they're not going to work, it, which, you know, obviously means you can use your old system to play a new game and they just kind of you know they were all guns blazing with that and now a couple of weeks from launch um a lot of the games that you would invest in that hardware to play um spider-man horizon um you know that like they're potentially just gonna be on ps4 and there's also the thing where um they've uh, recently been patching a lot of sony first party titles the last of us until dawn um to remove load times and yeah. so that if you are on ps4 you can get that ps5 feel of something loading instantly even on your original hardware it's just such a, a weird back and forth into what a new system even means at this point it's so weird because if you think about like again with like going to the pc comparison like there's no pc sort of like there's no mr microsoft isn't answering for every pc that runs your game's crap right right but let's say like we're here in cyberpunk is being delayed because of current gen uh tech and so that's Apparently, not yeah. back so like at one point do we get these games where they're going it's gonna be great over here but by the way if you buy it on the other gen, it's going to be a little bit rubbish. It's going to be a little bit slow. It's going to look a little bit muddy. Like, are we going to get games with those disclaimers at one point? And are we going to have, like, say, you know, where sites are going to have to review, like, say, God of War 2 on PS5 is a 9 out of 10, but God of War 2 on PS4 is a 7 because it runs like mud. Yeah. Well, you kind of have that at the minute with like the Switch. Like, if you if there's any major third-party thing that comes out on both the, the bigger systems and then the Switch, the Switch one always looks obviously always looks worse. Um, yeah. But the, there is also stuff to take into account into how like yeah, the version of the game is completely different. Like you FIFA can, is completely different. You but can it's do just... this with the Switch. You can take this away. You can you can you can go wherever you want with the Switch. You can go. To well, that's the what beach. they're going to they're going to hinge it on. But yeah. I mean, um, that, yeah, I think it's we're at a fascinating turning point in what a new console generation even means. And obviously, there's already there's so many external factors this year too. Um, but I just, I'm just fascinated by Sony's marketing on this, where they're just throwing things left, right, and center in regards to like addendums to press releases that could have come out months ago if they'd thought ahead. Um, but Jim Ryan's literally saying that they hadn't even thought of this until now. It's almost like Jim Ryan was just sitting back, and then it's because we've not had 
um, I think this was mentioned on like some other shows, but we've not mm. had any sort of PlayStation 5 marketing or push until the pandemic era started. Until like mm. there was nothing like Xbox was all the way back at the Game Awards when mm. um, I think it was the box re- was revealed with Keely. Uh, that was at the Game Awards, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we have had nothing of PlayStation until this era of like sort of like, you know, everyone's at home sort of thing. So mm. it's almost like every day plans are changing, they're winging it because they don't have to really go across the world and give people these machines and they, they just send them to your door like they go mm-hmm. have one sony have always been like super reactionary it's like oh achievements are a thing right we'll do trophies like oh vr is a thing right we'll do psvr and i think that they were kind of waiting to see what xbox were doing and now that there's been a positive response to that they can kind of shift and take that on like oh game pass is a thing well we have the ps plus collection and everything else um so yeah let us know think down in the comments below of the idea of god of war 2 being on ps4 does it annoy you what do you generally think about the transition between the current generation to the next and what are your overall thoughts on the handling of the playstation 5's marketing so far for now i've been scott from culture.com and I'll be Ben Roy. And we'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.